If only they knew the hub for young business minds. Welcome back to another episode of the If Only They Knew podcast. Today I have Sidra Asghar, host of a podcast called The Sidra Asghar Show. Sidra, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege. This is my second podcast that I've guested on, so um, I'm still new to the guesting game, so I hope I give you a good interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I haven't been a guest on any pe- podcast yet, so I've just been a host. So You might yeah, have to be a guest on mine. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, I'll be the first. Um, so if you don't mind, try uh, let's put the audience into the loop here. Tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do. Uh, So I'm Sidra. I'm an English and multimedia journalism student in my final year at university. Uh, And I started my own podcast last June uh, after attending a podcasting workshop, which I'll talk a bit more about in this interview. But basically, I uh, came up with the idea of having my own podcast and my own show because I was applying for work experience opportunities, especially in the media industry. It's really difficult. So I thought, why not just take the risk and make something myself? And it's this podcast that you see today that's like everywhere. So, yeah. So you mentioned there you're in the final year of uni. How how has uni been for you? Uh, uh, To put it bluntly, have you been any good at it? (laughs) Because I know know a lot of people aren't, you know, they sort of struggle to to get through in terms of grades and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How have you Um, found it? I'm glad to say that my first and second years, I got firsts in both nice. years um, and firsts in all my assignments. Uh, I only, I think I only got a two, one in one or two of my assignments. So I really dedicate my time to my study. Like that's my priority. Uh, and this podcast is as well. But that's really important to me. So uh, I just, uh, it's not that you have to go down that education route. In fact, because most young entrepreneurs, they don't do that. They go into BTEC or they do something else. But for me, university was really important because I come from uh, a poor background and uh, university has given me opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, I don't come from the best background. And uni, for me, like you said, was sort of just a way to sort of get out of the current like, Yeah, the get your foot in the door. The yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there's always other routes, some some more practical than others. Like in terms of, if you want to be a, a builder, it's probably more, uh, it's probably better to go down the more practical route of yeah, getting definitely the, getting the experience in that field. You know, so there's there's always different options available. Yeah, and I don't knock people for taking different options because education isn't made for everyone. It's not a one size fits all thing, and I feel exactly. like uh, people down other people. And I've experienced this myself with my podcast. People down you for taking the risk. And there's an element of fear with taking a risk. Uh, and people don't want to do it. But I think if you take the plunge and you know that it's something you love to do and you put your passion and your heart into it, then uh, things can happen. So, yeah. And I think I always say with people that come onto the podcast to understand who you are now it's quite important to sort of go back a bit, rewind the clocks and look at how you was when you was younger. So if you don't Definitely. mind telling us a bit more about how life was like for you growing up. Uh, growing up, it wasn't great. Uh, I have a great supportive family, um, but I made a drastic change before I did my A-levels because I was uh, at risk of falling into that 
stereotypical category of being like the South Asian lawyer or the doctor or something like that, or going into teaching if nothing else. And I was like, that's not what I want my life to be. That's not what I see for myself. I loved to talk. I loved public speaking and I still do. Uh, and naturally it felt like journalism was going to be a good for career for me. So I picked English and multimedia journalism at uni for that reason so I still had something to fall back on with English because I am passionate about publishing and teaching but yeah growing up it wasn't great I was uh, bullied quite a lot um, and looking back now if I would have given up at that time because it did get to a horrible point where I wanted to give up but if I would have given up at that time I don't think I'd be sat here right now and exactly, yeah. yeah and at the you know at the position I'm at now uh, I would have changed anything about my life now that I've come out on the other side because uh, I look at every day as a blessing and especially in times like these I'm sure you know with everything that's going on it's just um, I'm just happy to wake up every single day and uh, be living and be alive and yeah life's a blessing so uh, I definitely agree with you though looking back on my life it wasn't great but there's beauty in the struggle and I think it taught me a lot about myself and a lot about empathizing and sympathizing with other people which I don't think uh, happens a lot in society unfortunately. Yeah, so true uh, actually that was one of my questions for you uh, do you think that everything happens for a reason? Definitely oh gosh definitely there's no such thing as a coincidence to me I'm not like when people say oh that was a coincidence like no that happened for a reason uh, and mm when people like ask me now they're like oh you've got your own podcast and uh, granted I've only got one episode but even to get to one episode was like a lot of work because people it's like an iceberg like I'm sure you can account for this as well like people will see what you've done on top which is like the logo the branding everything to do with the that side of things the social media posts but they don't see what's underneath with the iceberg thing they don't see all the work that you do on the back end they don't see the blood sweat and tears or the rough um days so yeah everything happens for a reason and I always say to people to keep their goals realistic as well um and especially for me I had to with the podcast example again I had to realize that it wasn't going to happen overnight that I was going to be in this massive studio space and be able to record a podcast and get celebrities on there like that that wasn't going to happen so you have to be realistic but yeah, everything happens for a reason. I think, like you said there, sort of, you have to take everything step by step. Yeah, as well. baby, like, steps. Just it, baby steps. Yeah, exactly. Just because it ha hasn't happened already doesn't mean it won't, it happen. won't happen. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. I think, I think just take every opportunity as it comes, get out the other end and you'll learn so much more, no matter whether the experience is like, bad or good you'll learn something god yeah like if, yeah, anybody would have told me in my first year of university because often when south asian people go to university they go to get away from their parents or their family <laughs> and to get yeah. some freedom so it's a bit like uh you go to university you study your degree to appease your parents um you might have a bit of a social life but then you come back home and I didn't want to fall into that trap. So as soon as I got into first year, I tried to do as much as I could with my time. Uh, and it's led to some amazing opportunities to go to industry events. And But if anybody would have told me that I would be sitting here in third year with my own podcast, I wouldn't have believed them. Um, but then again, uh, it comes back to the thing of everything happens for a reason. And uh, I think people, they just want things to happen for them. And I kind of fell with that as well. Like, why wasn't I getting work experience? I've got, you know, I'm good at what I do. I've got editing skills, I've got all 
writing skills, reading skills. I've got all of this research stuff that I've done. But I realized that perhaps um, not getting replies back from these big media companies was the push I needed to start something of my own and something that's truly me and authentically me. So, yeah, definitely. I think everything happens for a reason. I think we I think we've all been there like with what you said being sort of told no in a sense or just not told anything at all in the case of many people applying for work experience roles you just sort of get ignored or just like added to the pile if that makes sense yeah I I think we've all been there um I'm 22 now gosh when was that uni a couple years ago I guess yeah Uh, but I certainly went through so many different changes from year one to year three just because of all the different sort of setbacks and the opportunities and all of it sort of changed me in different ways yeah. and I've, hopefully I've come out of it as a better person than beforehand yeah so. I definitely I still recommend university or any sort of qualification to people but that lasts more than a year because you really not only see yourself change professionally but personally and I think when um, people enter uni they sort of have this vision of what it's going to be like and it for me at least it didn't turn out that way it turned out completely different but for for the better I think I'm speaking on like a positive note obviously like you were saying earlier people struggle with their grades and it ends up being a negative I know people have dropped out there has been so many people that have dropped out since I started and I don't I haven't seen them since so it's just I just feel like if you block like the outside noise about what you're supposed to do which is what I had to do coming from the family and the community I do, blocking that outside noise was really, really important and finding out what I'm passionate about. And uh, it's definitely led to some great opportunities and hopefully more in the future. So what made you want to start the podcast? You sort of touched upon it uh, there, but what was sort of the main reason if there was one? Uh, There's a multitude of reasons, actually. I don't even think I can pinpoint it down to one thing, but... I just want to shout out, um, they work with a lot of young people. It's called Reform Radio in Manchester. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they basically, they do a lot of like work with unemployed young people, basically giving them radio and media training. And my university had a partnership with them for third term last year. Now, during third term, everybody normally goes home because it's summertime, just after exams. But they released this program that The Guardian actually shouted out as well, where you can go and you can get some sort of work experience industry experience through the uni they will help cover your travel costs and everything like that and help cover your lunch costs if you cannot afford uh, to buy lunch or to travel that day to the reform radio studios and i've been back then uh, received facilitation training and uh, podcast training but going for that one week with the university and learning what a podcast and a radio show was about which i was learning on my degree anyways but uh, they didn't delve as much into podcasts because I was joint honours and I'm doing English and multimedia journalism rather than just multimedia journalism on its own. So just delving into that and realising that uh, I love to write. Um, so I liked writing scripts for my podcast. It, it was really, really cool. So I was like, yeah, I should delve a bit more into this. And then it took like months and months and months of research as to what I wanted my podcast to be, different segments. Uh, what I wanted to talk about and uh, things like that. And yeah, here we are. Are are you able to share any tips from from the programme, anything you've learned? Uh, One, YouTube's your best friend. (laughs) 
yeah. YouTube tutorials for like Audacity or uh, what's the other editing software I use sometimes? Reaper, which I used at Reform, Re Reform Radio and they taught me how to use that. Uh, that's really, really useful um, because I feel like people want, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like people, especially in university, they think that because they're paying to go to university, that uh, extracurricular opportunities will be handed to them. And that's not necessarily mm. the case. You have to make them for yourself. I have one friend, actually, she works, uh, as well as doing her degree, she works part-time as a marketing manager. because She does a marketing degree. And I'm like, how are you doing that part-time? And she was like, I just had to make it my, do it like a freelance thing. I just made it myself. And it was like, I was like, that's pretty cool because she's doing it for like an apprenticeship company, like an online apprenticeship company called Now Skills. So I yeah. think that's really cool. You have to make the opportunities for yourself. Nobody's going to hand you anything. And I think that comes a lot from my background as well, that you have to work hard um, for what you want in life. So definitely make opportunities for yourself. If you feel like there's a gap somewhere in the market, like podcasting is a pretty new phenomenon and people call it the punk cousin of radio because it is it's like something new and different uh, traditional media can't catch up with the popularity of podcasts nowadays so it's just make your own opportunities see where there's a gap in the market or something that you want to put out and it doesn't even have to be consumed by millions and millions of listeners even if you have a small a cult following when you go to apply for jobs or you go to industry events you can say I've got this many followers I've done this I've done this I've done this I've learned this and you'll be taken seriously I think a big part of it as well is like like you said even if you haven't got big numbers like you're still adding value to those people in some way even if it's just like entertainment yeah, definitely. value you're, you're still you're still giving something back to people in some way which I guess is quite a quite a nice yeah it is it's a it, because I realized with my podcast as well, when my friends shout it out on their Instagram stories that they sent me pictures of them listening to it on Spotify, I realized that it's bigger than myself. And it actually pushes you to want to produce better content. And I've got so many, I've actually got my notepad next to me because I was, um, before the show, I was writing segment ideas and things that I really want to do on my podcast and people that I want to highlight and interview. So it's just, making it more not so much about the commercial side of it it's also about is it adding value like you said and like personal uh personal validation things like that well i think even if you do want to make money from the podcast which is possible it is, it is tough yeah. but it's possible i i think it's more yeah i don't think you should focus on that i think you should focus more on like you said adding yeah making adding it more authentic because if or... people like I follow YouTubers a lot and I follow YouTube content a lot and uh, a lot of things, a, a lot of the issues that people say with YouTubers when they're coming up and they end up becoming successful is that you can see that shift in content from when they made it because they enjoyed making it versus they're making it now because they make money from it and they feel like they have to do it and you see that shift and I never want it to be the case that people think I'm just doing it for money because uh, I literally have... I, I've literally started this podcast in my bedroom and I've lost more money than I made because I've gotten myself like business cards and uh, industry related stuff. <laughs> like the equipment cost me, it was on sale and it cost me like 45, 50 quid, which is like a day's shift for me when I work at McDonald's. So it's just, you know, the money comes secondary to me. I think the passion 
for what I want to talk about is definitely what comes first and is what my priority will always be when it comes to my podcast. I think that's a good ethos to have. But you use uh, Anchor as well, yeah, don't you? Anchor. Um, God FM. bless whoever made Anchor. <laughs> because oh, yeah, because it's such a good well, tool yeah. for people. It doesn't matter what stage of podcasting you are, it is such a good tool. Um, there are some platforms that aren't supported by it, but those are mostly third-party applications. So it does give you the option of copying and pasting your RFSS feed and submitting it to those. It's just really helpful. I think it's uh, such a good thing that is free as well, because obviously being a student, for me, money is everything. So when I don't have to use um, money or if I can try and stretch on something, then it's really, really good. It is quite scary to see how many people, I I know someone from The Apprentice, the latest series of The Apprentice who started a podcast. I'm sorry, the series before, and he started a podcast and he isn't using anchor and it's quite scary to watch like how much he's sort of almost struggling in a sense because with anchor you record the podcast yeah. like we're doing now it puts it out uh within like 30 minutes even less yeah, it puts it out speed. to all the major yeah. outlets so spotify uh, uh apple Podcasts. it puts it out to everything so yeah definitely like you said god bless whoever made anchor it's, it's really, yeah. it's really helpful. And, and it's not even that, it's people try and overcomplicate things. I mean, I know I was saying there's a lot of work on the back end, which obviously there is, but people try and complicate things. And like I was saying before, they try and get to that end point where, oh, it's going to be a massive, amazing show. Like, and it, whenever I ask people, like, what shows do you want your podcast show to be like? And they're like, the Joe Rogan podcast and stuff. And I was like, do you really think those podcast shows were made overnight? Like, I'm pretty sure he started that in his house as well, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just like, if you want to be successful, yeah. you have to struggle first. That's kind of the rule of thumb. It, it started off, I think, with Joe Rogan. Like, even I think he started off filming it like on his yeah, webcam. Yeah, see what like I mean? That, like, it's, that sort yeah. of vibe. I'm not doing video podcasting at the moment, what, but if I was, I don't think I'd be using like a massive camera right out of the bat. I'd have like a camcorder or something cheap. Or something that was, yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's baby steps. You have to take baby steps and you have to struggle a bit and lose a bit of money before you even gain anything back, really. What is there any other podcast that you listen uh, I just to mentioned the Joe Rogan podcast. He's His podcast is really, really good. Um, I listen to uh, the Happy Hour podcast. I don't know if you've heard it. Jack Mates Happy Hour. It, that's a YouTube that's yeah, a YouTube yeah, podcast. Yeah, Nobody's ever heard of it. When I asked them, they're like, who the fuck is Jack, mate? I'm like, yeah. no, I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> I actually met him once. I'm like, he's a YouTuber guy. He's pretty cool. Uh, and he's a comedian as well. And he had uh, Ricky Gervais on his podcast. And that interview is really, really good. And he had, yeah. just has YouTube people on there. But uh, what else do I listen to? I'm just trying to go. I listen to one that's kind of similar to the focus of my podcast, which is called DC Outsiders. Um, And it's about uh, two Indian women who moved abroad and studied abroad and speaking, uh, basically interviewing guests from India and speaking about their experiences of being Indian and South Asian and all that good stuff. Uh, You mentioned talking of podcasts, you mentioned in your latest podcast uh, about you talking heavily about the coronavirus. Uh, one, One question on that. Uh, quite a big one actually I was when I I listened I was listening to it earlier and when I heard this I was like oh wow Uh, you mentioned people using 
toilet roll. Yeah, that's baseball. the thing that's spread around on social media. And what? it's in yeah, it's interesting no because I'm writing an essay right now that's due at the end of this month on fake news for my law and ethics class for journalism. Because with journalism, I'm I'm really interested in what laws and ethics the government are willing to put in place to combat uh, disinformation and social media fake news. And one of those fake news things has been that people are hoarding toilet paper to use as face masks. And uh, because apparently the lining inside a face mask is made of a similar material to toilet paper. Because I was wondering why they were hoarding them in the first place. I was like, that's really, really odd. I th- I thought they needed to wipe something yeah. with it. Maybe I don't I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's what I thought. So I was just a bit like that's a bit weird. That's a bit strange. And then I delved deeper and I realized that that was the origin. And especially in America, uh, people are actually believing that and wrapping themselves in toilet paper. And I'm like, that's not that's not right. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. I need to say something about yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad you said it. Uh, uh, but that's so strange. People are, are weird. But on the topic of the coronavirus, how do you see life changing uh, for for Brits in general, I guess, but also yourself after it all? Uh, so down? how it will change, sorry, like British journalism? Yeah, like just oh, anything. Like how will it change Britain yeah. just in general or a specific journalism? Like, I think what do you think generally, the effect of it will be? Uh, and I've spoken to a lot of friends in English about this because I do a unit called Cultures of Life and Death at uni. And it's what I'm actually going on to specialise in because I'm going back in September to do my master's. So I'm specialising in uh, contemporary debates around life and death. So it's a very interesting time because just the way that social media has played a part in obviously being a positive thing for the journalism aspect of it because people can talk to each other and share stories but it's also been quite negative as well some of the fake news that has spread around is really really uh, shocking to see and the way things are getting nasty and ugly every single day you see something or the other on social media that's just like really unsettling and actually my next episode for my podcast I'm hoping to talk about how to sort of use this time to detox from social media and use uh, the online space in a safer way like learning a skill I know I've been on LinkedIn learning recently because I get it free through my university so using yeah oh that's handy so learning like skills like coding and other stuff like that I would love to learn new skills and have new stuff to put on my CV but I think in with journalism in general this is a defining time I feel like when if we ever recover from this because I know it will take a long time uh there will be a lot of misinformation laws which were already going to be passed but with the coronavirus it's only shown the problem more and shown how much uh, journalists need protections when they're doing this because unlike trained journalists people online who claim to be truth tellers like I said in my podcast they don't have the legal training or they don't understand what trained journalists who come out of university understand they don't have that understanding and that knowledge so yeah I feel like it will change a lot of things yeah it's definitely interesting times like like you said I think it will change a lot even if it's more offices sort of allowing yeah I was yeah um, I was speaking to a lecturer about this earlier actually because I was doing an online class for university before recording this podcast and I just feel like this online 
teaching thing and these online tools will be used way, way more. I feel like we'll see less and less people going into a physical office and more people creating offices at home and working yeah. from home. Hopefully, because uh, I just feel like a lot of businesses sort of just have an office just for the sakes of it, really. Like when you think about it. Yeah, it doesn't fulfill a purpose. Yeah, definitely. Sort of the social and it's, I think exactly. there is social yeah. benefit depending on, you know, individual people might not be as sociable outside of the office. So maybe that's their social time. But exactly, I yeah. just feel like this will change relationships between people as well. The whole coronavirus thing, just the way people interact with each other. I know that ever since uh, in my local area, there have been police around and about people refuse to talk to each other as if they're going to get caught. Even though you're, Boris Johnson has said that you're allowed to go <laughs> out and get exercise, people just don't speak to each other, look at each other, talk to each other. And I feel like we're going to we're going towards a more digitalized online sphere of uh, communication and working and things like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I just hope that it sort of blows over soon and doesn't carry on until the late yeah, I hope of not. the year, you know, because a lot of businesses, a lot of a lot of lives rely on it. So, yeah. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, but let's go back to the podcast. We, we sort of uh, went off no, track slightly okay. there. It's my fault, don't worry. <laughs> it's always good to have a, a chat. Um, but in terms of the podcast, would you... Would you have a tip for someone? It's, a lot of people listening to this will be young people and there's probably someone listening that yeah. would like to start their own podcast. If you could try and sum up like a few tips. Uh, them, one, YouTube's your best friend, like I said before. Two, uh, make a list. Mm. Uh, I have like, I love to read and write. Obviously, that's why I study English. So I have like notebooks. So I had an, I have a notebook full of segments and potential guests I want to have on. Um, and it's basically my podcasting notebooks. I have a section for segments and guests, and then I have a section where I listed all the things I would need at home to make it as good enough of a podcast. And actually on that list, one of the things was when my new bed arrived for my bedroom, I moved my bed from where it originally was to the middle of the room. So I would have a desk in the corner where there's sunlight because um, sunlight is good for my mental health. I don't know about anybody else, but I need some light coming into my room because my room is quite tiny and um, just think about what's going to make you work more effectively whenever I sit at my desk at home I don't want to feel like I want to go to my bed straight away I want to be in work mode and sit and get my work done and um, this is the best way of doing it and I think another tip I would give is uh, take your time you don't need to jump into buying everything or it, like make a budget first like I said in the list make a budget first realistically know how much you're going to have to save or how much money you're going to have to spend because you will have to spend money on some stuff uh, or even if for me at my university if I want to invite guests obviously I can't invite them into my home uh, all of the time so for me university were really helpful because they said I could use as a journalism student their radio studio for free so look yeah so it's like look for wow. things I mean I pay them nine grand a year they could at least let me do that so yeah so it's just yeah, like exactly. that's true. Um, looking for opportunities like that um, and just a general point as well I feel like young people are afraid of stepping out of their comfort zone and grabbing opportunities that their universities or sorry that their schools or colleges might have but I would say just go for them like even when it came to me wanting to do journalism um, and 
changing my options right before I went into college. When I went to college, the first thing I did was get in contact with the media department and my media teacher, uh, Mr. Ian Bland, who was absolutely amazing and who I thank for um, pretty much all the advice he gave me because he used to make podcasts before podcasts were like a trendy thing. He would make podcasts for us on YouTube so that we could study media studies from home when we'd go home for the summer just before our exams. Um, But yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's so cool. That's yeah, a, such a good use. He's, he's really, use really um, cool teacher. I've not seen him for a while now, but I definitely need to pay him a visit. Uh, but uh, even things like that, like I would stay in contact with him, and every time there was an opportunity, I would just keep putting my name forward, almost to the point where they were like, "All right, what are you not going to sign up for?" So I was part of like an e-journalism group where yeah. I learned about online journalism. I would make video uh, promotional material for the college. I would. Um, uh, right on the college blog and I had my own segment on there because they let they gave me like creative control because I was one of the only people turning up to college blog meetings so they were like yeah you can basically do what you want with the blog and your segment and I was like that's pretty cool nice. and um, then it got to um, it got to second year and they asked me would you like to be on ITV news and I was like wait what and they were like yeah we want you to be they want to interview two students from a college here in greater manchester and they've asked us if we have two students who'd like to do it and because you love media so much um it was round about the time like 27 if i'm not 2017 you know like the voting around about that time when people were voting and i was a first-time voter so they wanted to interview me as a first-time voter and um yeah, so I got to do that, and I, that was wow. like the pinnacle. I still got the recording on my TV, and I've got a copy of it on a USB because that was such an amazing <laughs> opportunity. And um, the journalist who came to interview me, which I can't remember his name, it's just escaped me, but he was really, really helpful with advice he gave. It wasn't just he came in, did his job, and went. He stayed for a while and gave us advice on um, and gave me advice because I wanted to do journalism. Uh, on what I should do to get into the industry. He basically said that because I was from a poor background, university was going to have to be a thing. But he said, I can see that you have a passion and a drive for it, so just keep going for it. Um, And I've never forgotten that advice since. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing experience. Uh, But talking of experience, you mentioned uh, right at the start about public speaking. Is this something you'd like to Yeah, definitely. I mean, putting your voice out there in a podcast is good. But eventually I want to get the the podcast to a place where I go to schools and colleges and universities and do tours and speak about my life story and hopefully help other young people like myself. I know that in the media industry, there's not a lot of people like me. Um, most brown people are Indian. So whenever I get approached at industry events, people say to me, oh, you must be Indian. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> there's more There's more to us brown people than just yeah. Indian or whatever. Where, yeah, like there's more to us than just India. India. There's yeah, a whole yeah. place that's South Asia. Okay, <laughs> like research it, Google it. But it's just like, yeah. I just want to probably be that person that I wish would have walked in when I was in high school and having a hard time and given an assembly and been inspired. I mean, I was inspired by the teachers I had there, which most of them happened to be white, but um, I was inspired by them and it wasn't that they didn't do enough, but it's, it's a different experience when you see people like yourself or who have a similar life story to you. Cause even at the start of this interview, you said 
your background was similar to mine. So even in that way, we have an affinity because you can relate to the other person on some sort of level. Yeah, exactly. like you said, it always helps. It's just, it, it connects differently, doesn't it? When you sort of, like, I remember when I was a kid, especially like in yeah. secondary school, sixth form, that sort of time. Like whenever there was someone that came in to do like a speech in the school, if yeah. I didn't feel that connection or similarity, I think, like I yeah. sort of switched off and didn't listen. But then when 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 I did have that connection, it was like wow, like yes, I'm definitely yeah. And I think it has to do with the types say, of people you know? that come in as well, because a lot of the people that would come in, they came from a different background to myself, like not even in terms of race and ethnicity or gender, but also just life experience and you know things like poverty and thing things that I was you know hoping to see in a role model they were came from like a fairly wealthy family and kind of had things handed to them and I was like well where's the person who's supposed to tell me that I can get out of my situation and make it out on the other side but I feel like I did it myself so I would like to help other people do that Well, it seems like your proof definitely that not. path doesn't yeah, define definitely your not. future. Yeah. I hope I said that right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah, define you at all. And I yeah. feel like um, young people, unfortunately, because it is their whole life when they're younger, they don't see past high school. And um, I fell victim to that. And now if I could go back and tell my 16 or 15-year-old self or my high school self in, in general that I'd be sitting here and you'll be the happiest you've ever been in your life. I don't think I would have believed myself, but it would have been nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lo looking forward then into the future, what's next for you? Obviously, you've got the podcast. Um, where, where do you see that going in the next, say, well, I guess after the quarantine, I guess, towards the end of the year? Where, where do you see I'm that hoping to obviously have more guests, well. um, not as much recording in my bedroom. I'd like to hopefully invest in audio recorder and make it a portable thing and interview guests and have inspiring people on there similar to your podcast which I was listening to before you know have people on there sharing their stories because I think that's the most valuable thing that you can do and traditional media doesn't do enough of that and I think that's why people are watching less tv and traditional media forms and they're going to online because they want to see people like themselves and that's natural so definitely that and also uh, basically upskilling myself for a job in the media industry, whether that be for the BBC or ITV or hopefully maybe have my own company. Or, But I keep my options open and hopefully um, everything happens for a reason and whatever happens will happen. Exactly. I, I have no uh, doubt you. that you will get to where you want to be. Uh, no, that's right. A small, a small tip. Um, like I guess for yourself and for everyone really and it's something that I've I needed to learn that you, you don't need to invest heavily yeah. in like all the equipment and stuff because and, and obviously if you if you want high quality you do but in terms of like your phone like I, I've a couple of times I've gone around to someone's house or to someone's office with just my phone and a cheap uh, yeah yeah tie clip mic you yeah know, like the ones that clip onto your shirt oh that's like cool. those that yeah. plugs into the phone itself uh so yeah like you, you, it just it when i saw that it made yeah me i know that apparently sort of you know on the bbc for, when you like, see the them interviewing kit. people that that's their iphones and then they've got a bbc branded muff at the end and it's like even they're using phones as well they've just got the noise wow, cancelling yeah, yeah. and the editing that's 
getting done to it but they're using the same stuff that everybody else is using kind of because they don't have a choice now you can't lug around equipment when you're on tight deadlines definitely yeah yeah i guess so yeah yeah but it's, it's, it's definitely uh, useful to realize that it can all be done on the phone uh, yeah f- final two questions for you then f- first question mm-hmm. it's a bit of a deep one so i hope you're ready Oh, God, that is what a deep question. Wow, you hit me hard there. No, yeah. um, a lot of things, really, but I want to leave the world better than how I entered it, if that makes sense. And hopefully, um, yeah. I, I played some part in that, even if in a very small way. Um, just hopefully the world is better in some sort of way. Uh, whether that be uh, amongst people or community-based or something like that. But hopefully I can change people's lives, um, give a voice to the voiceless, you know, like interviewing people who wouldn't get interviewed otherwise, uh, either because, you know, their stories aren't picked up by mainstream media or, you know, they have a story to tell, but they just can't find another way of telling it. And uh, hopefully, yeah, just be a, a, a good person and, hopefully help others be better people as well because I always feel like it's a good reflection of your character when other people say that yeah that person's a good person rather than them saying it themselves if that makes sense yeah that that makes complete sense and like I said just listening to you here we haven't met personally but I I feel like we've met already and known each other for a while because you 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 do seem like such a well-spoken lovely person so I wish no, that's all right. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I, I wish you all the best. But the important bit now, where can people find out more about you? Where do you want them to go? What Plug my project. Yeah. Anchor.fm slash the Sidrav Star Show. That basically has every single platform that my podcast is on. And it has my social media links, links to my YouTube channel because my podcast is on there. Uh, it's not video podcast or anything, but the audio is just up there so it can hopefully reach more people, especially young people, because they use YouTube more than podcasting platforms. Uh, yeah, so basically everything can be on there or you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at Sidra D. Askar. But uh, again, everything's normally on Anchor. Perfect. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been great to have you on as well to get your take on podcasting and like I said for other people listening how they can get started and thank you for having me I enjoyed it it's gone dark since we started the interview but yeah uh thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure (laughs) and I'll definitely repost any posts you make about the podcast oh thank you very much well like I said I wish you all the best of luck thank you good luck to you and I think I'm going to actually be recording my own stuff after (laughs) this so no rest no rest for the wicked but <laughs> nice. Good. Luck. Thank yeah, you. That should Thank be you. all right. All the best. Good Bye. luck. If only they knew the hub for young business minds.